Set it at the end there. Ukaipo there from Luke Fonga. A fantastic uh, song for the Warriors. We play a bit of that uh, every time they win. Let's hope we play it uh, on a very regular basis. Uh, Vossi is there. Andrew Voss, of course, uh, because the NRL is back. And, boy, it's plenty to talk about this morning. How about those Dolphins? They started their life as a 17th club on an amazing high, knocking over the Roosters. And the Warriors have shown they can play defence. They can win those arm wrestles that they were talking about. So Andrew Voss, who was very busy himself, had three calls over the weekend, including the very first one uh, to set the competition uh, underway. And that was the Storm beating the Eels in Golden Point. And uh, Vossi, that set the tone for an amazing weekend. Hey, Smithy. Good morning, everyone. Great to be with you. Yeah, it, we're just, I think we're all basking in the glory of an amazing first round, really. I mean, I know... Well, I covered the game a long time, and, and, and maybe there has been a better first round, but I can't remember it off the top of my head, Smithy. Um, just for a highlights package you could do. What about the hits from the weekend? When, if, if anyone wants to doubt the toughness of the game, what about Felice Kafusi yesterday? Uh, Joseph Swali'i, his defence. Some of the hits that we saw over the weekend, um, and you go back to the first night, you know, first night, how dramatic. Cameron Munster, the compound dislocation of the finger, looks down, bone sticking out, comes back on, golden point. Point to start the year, not the, not the greatest match of all time, but a you know incredibly classic, intense finish to start a season with golden points that sort have of set the benchmark for what I yeah, seriously Smithy, a fabulous weekend of um, sporting theatre, and, and it's a credit to the players to be so in tune in most cases, you know straight off the get go to start the season um, with such, such you know superb rugby league played. Yeah, it certainly was. Okay, so that was the uh, the storm getting up over the years. What did you make of the Warriors? Oh, really solid. Yeah, really solid. And, um, you know, Andrew Webster sort of summed it up after the game, talking about, you know, <laughs> looking for the DNA. And, and, and I think a very popular word now in rugby league, and before I've called it the C word, you, you're searching for consistency. Well, you're still searching for consistency, but to, con- to get consistency in rugby league, you have to have the R word, Smithy. And Andrew Webster mentioned it, resilience. You need to have resilience because in the course of 80 minutes, not everything's going to go your way. It's how you react to when things don't go your way and you can't drop your bundle. And at no stage did um, the Warriors drop the bundle. I mean, the first try came what? <laughs> you know, we'd barely sat down in our seats and Newcastle's on the board and you'd have reason to think, oh, here we go. <laughs> Big off season and here's the first try minutes in. Well, Newcastle only get one other try for the course of the match. I mean, that's a really impressive facet out of the game. I know there's lots of things within the match out of that, but I thought better than just a, a good win from the Warriors. Not a great win, but somewhere in between. Okay, fine. Uh, there was uh, an upset, uh, two-time uh, double back-to-back champions uh, beaten by the Broncos, 13-12. Yeah, well, I've got a few takeaways from this, um, and it's all to do with Penrith. Obviously, the Broncos is very good, but um, I stand by my remarks after the World Club Challenge that Penrith cannot possibly be a better side than last year. Uh, I don't even think they can be the same side. Without Coruscant and without Kikau, I thought it was rammed home on World Club Challenge night, and now I think even more so having watched them against NRL opposition as well. 
Um, I just don't see... But to temper that, Smithy, their defence still can be as good. And, and, you know, while you can say, oh, they've lost the World Club Challenge at home, they've lost, you know, first round of Brisbane at home, they've still only considered two tries in each of those games. So, you know, uh, there's, no, there's nothing fatal about what's happened to Penrith early, um, even if they were favourites for both of those games. Their defence is still going to have them as a heavyweight in this competition. Don't be riding off the Panthers. But their attack has work to do with those two spearheads out of it. And that is so obvious to even myself that's never, you know, to, to all fans, I think, even to the most mm. ardent Penrith fan. Their attack has dropped back a couple of gears without those two weapons, Coruscant and Kikau, in it. Right, interesting. We'll keep an eye on uh, how that trends uh, in the early rounds of uh, the competition. Seagulls, Bulldogs, 31-6, expected? Oh, well, yes and no. Um, look, the Bulldogs tried hard, but, uh, boy, in key positions, it just didn't happen. Matt Burton did not have a good day, um, you know, highlighted by failings around that. I mean, we had a Philly Army kick out kick out on the full at one stage, which was just embarrassing for the Bulldogs. So not much went right for them. I'd probably rather praise the winners. Uh, Manly came in off the back of a, a good pre-season. The two wins, they won the pre-season challenge, the money. And, and on a Saturday afternoon, a three o'clock game, Smithy, Sydney time, a full house at Four Pines Park, which is, you know, Brookvale Oval. It's so heartwarming as a rugby league fan to that, and it's almost like it went to script. And Daly Cherry Evans getting three tries. If you had to name a player of the round, um, mixed in with some very good performances, Cherry Evans would be the standout player from the round. What a what a start of the year. Now very much a veteran halfback, but a hat trick, a field goal. He didn't need the tries to be a star player. He was he was outstanding. Really good signs for Manly under new coach Anthony Seabold. And importantly, a successful comeback from injury for Tom Trebojevic. Good signs for Manly. I'm getting, I'm getting to the Dolphins. Don't you worry about that. But I need to, to <laughs> yes. I need to just inch, inch my way there. Um, Raiders uh, 19, Cowboys 18. What you make of that one? Oh, I loved the game. Loved it. Um, what I saw early from the Cowboys with ball in hand was scintillating. Like, seriously, Smithy, they got, they're, they're going to be thereabouts again this year. That's no fluke. They, they will build on uh, last year. But the Raiders fight back. You know, going to Townsville, early season, 4.30 kickoff local time, down 18-0. A lot to like about Canberra. Um, and, and could have won, could easily have won. A Chad Townsend field goal, five minutes from full time. I really enjoyed that contest um, with plenty of positives for both teams, but obviously the Cowboys feeling a little better about themselves having got the two competition points. Interesting. Um, one of the interesting sidelines uh, of the Tigers match um, against uh, the Titans, which the Titans got off and won, incidentally, uh, 22-18 at Leichhardt Oval, was there was no bunker. So we're back to the old days. No. Yeah, no, we had, and, and it affected the uh, broadcast too. We had huge uh, technical issues there as well. Um, the feed, the hub, where the, you know where a lot of the technical stuff, the feed comes back in. It's satellite. I don't want to bore our listeners, but that all crashed. So they had to go back old school, and so the video referee just sat up in the um, in one of the radio boxes. They always have a referee on standby, Smithy. By the way, at games, but you know they do bugger all. Basically, they just sit there and watch like the rest of us. But um, this time that. Standby, Matt Noyan it was, had to sit up there with only one monitor and be the video referee. So when things were referred, he didn't have the, the 38,000 screens to look at. He just had the one screen and had to make a decision. But that aside, I thought, again, there's the R word. Gold Coast had resilience 
I don't know whether the Tigers did. In fact, I'm pretty sure they didn't. Certainly not at the level the Titans had. I thought Titans' goal line defence away from home in front of, you know, a really passionate Tigers crowd was a, was a really gutsy performance. And the Tigers sometimes, again, harder they tried, worse they got. Um, you know, in patches looked okay. Adam Dewey was very good there, 5'8", attacking on the right side. But, yeah, clunky is a word that used a lot. Tigers were very much that. And... Uh, yeah, it was disappointing. Bull- Bulldogs and Tigers fans had such a positive off-season, Smithy. To play mm. like they did first up w- was really disappointing. And now pressure builds rapidly in the NRL. You know, Tigers, Bulldogs, are the, do either want to be zero and two? Um, you know, they've got to bounce back this week. Right. Well, uh, just before we leave uh, that Titans performance, how about uh, how big was David Fafita? 206 metres. Good. Yeah, yeah, really good. And let's hope it's... A, look, it's not just a Titans point of view. Um, as a rugby league fan, I want to see David Fafita starring every week because he's a beast. Um, so it's good for the game if David Fafita uh, carries that on. Um, he, he hasn't achieved his potential yet, Smithy. We've seen how good he can be, but he's way short of achieving his potential. I mean, he, he does things that few others can do that have ever done in the history of our game. He, he, he becomes untouchable at his best, and he's, he's, he's up against blokes who, you know, can lift small cars above their head and he makes them look silly. So, David Fafita, you talk about your, your weapons. I mean, if he can tap into that sort of form, if that's just the, the start of it, well, that's going to be a, a huge plus for the Titans this year. And perhaps I've, um, I've underrated them going into this season because I didn't have them as a, a top eight contender. OK, speaking of uh, underrated, let's get to it. Um, yep. No one was, in fact, you know, sweepstakes around the place. No one wanted the Dolphins, you know. No one wanted to have a bar of them in this first season. Uh, they got the horror draw, everyone thought, first up. They're going to get a drubbing. So let's just, um, let's be kind to them and move on. My goodness me. Um, yeah. Anything but. Uh, that is, uh, to me, uh, look, uh, we, we throw uh, all sorts of uh, plaudits around. Uh, we mm. tend to do that in a knee-jerk situation. But what about uh, coaching performance there to drag yeah. that all together? Straight away. Oh, Smithy, I'll declare it. It's one of, it's one of the great wins. It's, it goes down as one of the great wins that you'll see. Um, at one point, I thought they were going to get past 40. I mean, they took on the Roosters. The Roosters led 12-6. And then the Dolphins just physically you know, battered them. I mean, Felice Cafusi, the hits he put on. Jeremy Marshall King at a hooker was sensational. Um, Hamaso Tabuai Fido at the back, Fantastic. Um, and, and the others went with him. Sean O'Sullivan was very good, Smithy, at halfback. Um, and then we get to the coach. I said in commentary at the end, very much tongue planted in cheek, I reckon this, this bloke, Bennett, has a bit of a future in coaching. Let me just remind our listeners, he's 73 years of age. He started coaching 47 years ago. His first year as a coach is 1976 with Ipswich. It's not until 1987 that he coaches down at the Raiders in the New South Wales Rugby League, but by that time he's had a decade of coaching experience in Queensland. It is 35 years ago that he coached Brisbane in their first game at Lang Park and was the maestro behind a 44-10 victory over the defending champions Manly. 35 years later, lightning strikes again. You know, he, he, he gets a team together that beat one of the heavyweights. They weren't the defending premiers, but the Roosters are many people's favourites for this year. It's an amazing win. And Bennett could sit back there and curl his mo 
and be very, very proud of what he's achieved. He is a national treasure here, Smith. He's a, he's a well, more than a national. He's a he's a he's a treasure to rugby league, and the game is so much better. We we missed him last year. We've got him back this year at seventy three. Long may he reign. Long may he reign. Yeah, I was going to say you you've given him plenty there, and I I completely understand why why you have, but. Uh, when you look at those numbers, when you look at those numbers and that history within the game, and this is a, this is a game that doesn't regard coaches too lightly. Yeah, yeah. Look, agreed, Smithy. Agreed. So that was in terms of um, from his from his time with Canberra in 1987, where he was um, a co-coach with Don Ferner that first year. It's 891 games. But as I say, you are dismissing his previous 10 years. I mean, the Queensland competition was, a, was an elite competition north of the border, north of the New South Wales-Queensland border. So he's now coached up over 1,000 games, Smithy, over 1,000. And yet yesterday, yeah, you could argue he's had, outside of premierships, his finest moment. <laughs> yeah, that's, mm. that's incredible. That, that is incredible from Wayne Bennett, what he did. And, and you could just see after the game... When he went up to each player individually and, and players, yeah, you, know, you could tell they want to play for him. So I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the season for the Dolphins. But what I do know is he has created some sort of very positive culture very quickly, Wayne Bennett, and what he wants the side to be. And that is tough, resilient. There's the R word again. Yeah, hit hard, run hard, and, and see where that gets us in games. And yesterday it was good enough to win. All right, uh, let's um, look at um, the backlash that's likely to be with uh, Joey Manu coming back, Jared Wairira Hargraves coming back this week. Mm. Uh, the backlash could be strong. Yeah, uh, well, look, I, I think to dismiss the Roosters, I still, now on reflection, as I was calling it, you know, I'm quoting numbers and the Roosters' completion rate in the second half was dead set embarrassing. But then having watched the replay, um, I don't think you're giving enough credit to the Dolphins. They batted, and it's a bit dramatic, but they batted the Roosters into submission. And Kafusi led it. There's no doubt about it. It wasn't, wasn't a try that turned the game. It was the defence. And, and, and they, um, they, they, they forced the Roosters into the mistakes. And then once they got behind, then they made errors of their own doing. So, yeah, it was a poor performance by the Roosters. But the opposition, you know, got that ball rolling. Um, because, you know, Tedesco was off his game. Kiri wasn't dominant. Um, Sam Walker didn't play a big part. Brandon Smith, you know, you'd say scratchy first NRL game for his new club. Um, yeah, a lot of football left out on the park for the Roosters. It is only one game, but it's incredible. Mm. Under Trent Robinson, Smith, are you aware? They've only won three games. They've only won three round one games. They are notoriously slow starters. But yesterday was, second half in particular, was an awful performance. Okay, um, just finally, uh, just to touch on team I've got on the sweep actually, but disappointing the Sharks first up against the Rabbitohs, 27-18. Oh, look, it was a good game. Um, you know, for, for 40, 50 minutes, I thought it was one of the games of the weekend and Cronulla were, were taking it to the Rabbits and, and, and you expected that. You know, they're two very good sides. But um, yeah, when it got, you know, push came to shove, the Rabbitohs finished far stronger. And uh, again, rather than probably get too critical of the losers, I'd rather back the winners here. I thought South Sydney were very good. And what impressed me even more, Smithy, and it's maybe a little scary for other sides, see, they won in that grand style without Cody Walker doing a whole lot. Like, normally Cody Walker will be in your best 
one, two, three players. Well, I couldn't have had him the other night. Lachlan Ilias, the young halfback, <laughs> so good. Latrell Mitchell's touches were good. Um, Keon Kaloa Matangi on that right edge, wow. How good's he now? And, and coming mm. back from World Cup experience as well. I, I saw a lot to like about the Rabbitohs and feel they can get better and quickly. And Thursday night, you know who they play? They play Penrith. What a, what a huge game early in the season. South's in form and Penrith's still trying to find what their form's going to be. Um, that is a, a huge game to start this week, Thursday night. Uh, just before we let you go, um, I know it happened a, a two or three days ago, but uh, how about uh, Australia under Steve Smith and that uh, turnaround game? Oh, where does it rank, Smithy? Where does it rank? It's got to be one of the great mm. test wins. If we could somehow go back and, and erase the madness of the day of the sweep where Australia just imploded, is there a chance we could be leading this series 2-1? You know, mm. because we were in a position to put up a total there for India and we just absolutely, you know, this, the five dismissals to the sweep was just crazy stuff. But could have been leading this series 2-1. I mean, nine wickets, a nine-wicket win over India in India on a turning wicket. The ball was going mm. sideways after half an hour. That's one of the great wins too, Smithy. One of the great wins. Totally agree. I actually totally agree. Uh, when you consider the squad that they took over there, it's not looking like the squad that uh, they're going to bring home. Captain not there, Warner not there, um, you know, and these young kids, um, Kuhneman, Murphy, another good test match for him, and, of course, the old goat, the old goat from New South <laughs> yeah. Wales. Yeah, Nathan Lyon, wow, Aifa. Yeah, that was, a, that, that was great. So, so bring on the fourth test. Wow, what a time to be uh, here on the SEN Network, hey, Smithy. We get to talk sport yep. 24-7, and it's coming out of our you-know-wheres. I mean... So much happening. You've got blokes doing slow, uh, throat slitting motions in their super rugby. Uh, oh. We've got the, 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 the NBL series. That's incredible. The, the away teams win games one and game two of the final series. And then all the rugby league news as well. It's fantastic. Look, I've got to pay overtime for this, but one more question. How would the NRL do with this throat slitting gesture? The NRL well, judiciary? Or would well, they? I think we've had one. I think we've had one. I'm trying to think. Justin Hodges, I reckon, did it. I hope I'm not putting him wrong, but I, I seem to remember it. it has happened and action was taken. I don't know about the, the four to 12 weeks. Someone said they could get as much as 12. I don't know about that. I mean, I've got a real problem with the Melbourne Rebels player who went to the referee. I think he should be charged as mm. well, being a sook. That's what I'd do. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's two ways of looking at it. It's either great theatre smithy or you are going to put it up high and say, well, you don't want this in the game. You can't have that. But... I, I think – I don't think it needs a massive penalty. I'll be honest, that's me. Don't think it needs a – and they say, oh, terrible example to kids and all the rest. Well, parents, play your bit and say, you don't do that, kids. You don't do that. But he is playing super rugby. So um, yep. suspension, fine, but not on the real heavy side for mine. I think I'm leading the way of great theatre. Okay, good on you. Thanks, Fossey. I think the majority is as well. It's 11.24. Have a terrific week, mate. Uh, thanks for Will that do, um, ex extensive review. Really appreciate it.